Hello there, folks. Welcome to, of course, Griff Talks Football. We're your host, uh, Griff here. So original, I know. Um, hopefully, y'all's weekend has definitely gone well, uh, or so far throughout the week. I hope your week all has uh, has also gone well. Um, there are certainly a bunch of things I like to discuss, such as the divisional round, uh, in which it was definitely such an exciting weekend, to say the least, but also a sad weekend, considering uh, that my Brownies lost. Makes me sad. But yeah, my, my Cleveland Browns, they lost uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a good game, 22-17. Uh, just didn't make enough plays when they needed offensively uh, to be able to score and take the lead and the defense then make enough plays to get the ball back to the offense for one more shot. And the Chiefs are now hosting the AFC Championship game to the Buffalo Bills, in which the Bills, they won in a defensive slugfest 17-3 against the Ravens. In the NFC, the Bucks definitely dominated the Saints, even though the scoreboard was 30-20. to uh, defense forced turnover, uh, four turnovers against the Saints, and Brady played a good game, didn't turn over the ball, threw two touchdowns, I think, and ended up, of course, winning the game. And the Packers defeated the Rams. So now we got the Packers hosting the Bucks, and we got the Chiefs host again hosting the Bills. Whatever team wins, uh, it's definitely, regardless, are going to you know feature two good teams in the Super Bowls. There is no lose-lose situation in terms of you know having a good Super Bowl. But you know, as a Browns fan, I'm definitely uh, disappointed, and now I have to you know wait until uh, next year or when the 2021 season hits. But until then, I'm going to root for the Packers because the other teams I wanted to make it in the Super Bowl. Are, are now out, and so I'm now just rooting for the Packers just because the fact that I've been a fan of that team, I've been a fan of Rodgers, I've been a fan of really the stadium and how it's the only NFL team to not be owned by one particular person, but rather a community of people, and that's really fucking awesome. But other than that playoff recap, um we got to talk about the one position that's open, and it's a head coaching position at the Houston Texans. Uh, it's the only team in the NFL that has yet to hire an NFL head coach. And before I give you the candidates that I've looked at to this, uh, up until this point of this recording, which is a Saturday, and I'm sorry, a Friday, up until this recording, I'm going to give you like a, a, a candidate's that they've looked at, but I want to I want to share the teams that have hired the coaches. Starting with Urban Meyer, Jacksonville Jaguars hired him. Uh, who was a Fox analyst who is now a head coach, who's been a head coach of Ohio State Buckeyes, won national championship there. He's been a head coach of Florida, won national championships there. He's any even though they've been collegiate teams, he still had complete success there and there's no reason why he can't have success with the Jacksonville Jaguars considering that they have a bunch of money they that they can spend on good quality players coming out on free agency 
Uh, they have a good chance of either drafting Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, but I would say they would have to draft uh, Trevor Lawrence based on the better overall prospect. And again, this could be a, from worst to first kind of deal. This could be a team that could win the AFC South. Hands down, if they do everything right. Now, Arthur Smith, he got hired. Uh, he was he was formerly an offense coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, now as the head coach of uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Brandon Staley, former defense coordinator for the Rams, is now this, the Los Angeles Chargers head coach. Robert Sala, former defense coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, is now head coach in the New York Jets. Dan Campbell, former tight ends coach for the Saints, is now the head coach of the Lions. And Nick Sariani former offensive coordinator for the Colts, now head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Out of those teams I just mentioned about the hires uh, that they decided to to take in, you know, I think real good chance three of those teams really made excellent hires or at least have the best chance to turn around and have some success. I'm going to say Brandon Staley for the Los Angeles Chargers. Arthur Smith. I'm sorry, not Arthur Smith. Robert Sala for the Jets. And Urban Meyer for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a toss-up for me between Arthur Smith and Robert Sala. But based on the division that they're in, based on what draft picks they have, based on cap room, and based on the rest of the coaching staff that they hired, I really do think that Robert Sala edges out Arthur Smith in terms of turnarounds just because solely based on cap room and the division that they're in. You got the Falcons trying to compete against the Saints, which the Saints are going to have to turn around the roster because they're going to be in cap hell this season. You got Tampa Bay that's still going to be a good quality team and then potentially the Panthers. AFC East, I don't know how the Patriots are going to turn around. It's just going to be the Bills and then Miami if Tua continues to improve. But I give a slight edge to Robert Sala. But mainly the two biggest hits that I feel confident in is is, uh, is Urban Meyer and Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, because he's a good quality defensive coach, they're going to draft and, and sign some good uh, defensive players. They're going to keep the weapons that they have for uh, Justin Herbert, who's coming off a rookie season record for most passing touchdowns this season with 30. And he has he's not signed any huge contract yet. He's still on a rookie deal for at least three to four more years before they worry about signing him to a huge contract. And then Urban Meyer, as I said, He's got enough pieces to turn around that roster in a year. Now, shifting to the Houston Texans, they really got to make sure that whoever they hire is a good quality coach. Here's the candidates they looked at. Marvin Lewis, former head coach for the Bengals for 14 years, current defensive coordinator and assistant head coach for Arizona State Sun Devils. You got Brandon Staley, who they've looked at, but he signed with the Chargers. You got Eric Bieniemy, current offense coordinator for the 
Kansas City Chiefs, Joe Brady, offense coordinator for the Panthers, Jim Caldwell, who they've interviewed twice now, former head coach for the Colts and the Lions, Josh McCown, yes, Josh McCown, uh, been an NFL quarterback for 17 years and was signed to be a quarterback for the Texans this year, who's now being looked at as a serious head coaching candidate. I don't know why. I don't know why they're looking at him. I have no fucking clue. As, and it makes me, it, 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 it's bothersome. I have no doubt that Josh McCown would eventually become a quality head coach. I have no doubt. But as this particular point in time, he's never been a coach other than a quarterback coach for his son's high school team. That's it. That's his qualification other than being a 17-year uh, NFL veteran. Compared to Eric Bieniemy, who's got plenty of coaching experience. Marvin Lewis, even though he's never exactly been a successful head coach, he's least been a head coach. Jim Caldwell, who's had some success, who's been to a Super Bowl, even though he didn't win, has been to a Super Bowl. And then compared to David Coley, who's the wide receivers coach and assistant head coach to the Baltimore Ravens, who again has some coaching experience. Matt Eberflus, current defense coordinator for the Colts. And then Leslie Flazier, who's been a former head coach for the Vikings and is a current defense coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. I don't know why they would hire Josh McCown. I don't know. I hope this isn't a power move saying, hey, you have no control over the roster. I hope that uh, Jack Eastby has no influence in this decision. I swear to God, if they hire Josh McCown, I really think that would be the, the final pull for Deshaun Watson to say, hey, I want to leave. Even though Josh McCown, again, is an experienced NFL quarterback, not the greatest candidate, in my opinion, based on coaching history, based on experience, based on how he has put players in the best position to, play, uh, to, to be successful. And I would say the best candidate who has done that, even though he's not been an NFL head coach, I believe it's Eric Bieniemy. A lot of players that advocated for him, not just Chiefs players, but former Chiefs players too, such as Alex Smith. A lot of players have advocated for him. I don't know why they wouldn't offer the job to Eric Bieniemy. On top of that, a lot of coaches who have been under the Andy Reid coaching tree have had a shit ton of success. John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl with the Ravens back in 2012, has had some playoff success throughout his uh, coaching career. Sean McDermott, who's going to play and coach, not play, coach against. Andy, oh, my bad. Andy Reid. Uh, this uh, this year. So, uh, in the AFC Championship game, so this is definitely going to be exciting to say the least. I do think it's going to be a very competitive game, and I can go on and on and on with candidates who have been under the Andy Reid coaching tree who've had success. So, I I I don't think that they will hire Josh McCown as a head coach, but it definitely does scare me that they might. 
But these are the candidates again. I'll run through them. Marvin Lewis, Brandon Staley, who's now with the Chargers, Eric Bianami, Joe Brady, Jim Codwell, Josh McCown, David Coley, Matt Eberflus, and Leslie Frazier. That's who I've all looked at. And, you know, I think the strongest candidate is either Eric Bianami, if not Jim Codwell, if not Leslie Frazier. I think those are the best candidates. Um, for the Texans to hire to at least make sure that they have a chance to at least keep Deshaun Watson happy given the current situation, uh, given the current management that it's kind of dysfunctional. So we'll we'll definitely see what happens within the next couple days or weeks because they've yet to decide uh, on who they want to hire. So uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of Grits Talks Football. I will recap the championship games next week. Um, make sure to continuously uh, watch my videos, uh, such as uh, the schematics of the West Coast terminology. That video has been a hit. Please continue to watch that if you haven't. Um, and my next video will be out early February. I promise you that. Uh, it's going to be about the digital system. So stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe. To Griff Talks Football, make sure to follow Griff Talks Football on Instagram. And of course, make sure you're tuning into the podcast. And as always, thanks for listening. And if you can, take care of others and take care of yourself. So thank you all for listening. And I'll certainly catch you all soon.